Good afternoon, good evening, good day, good morning, wherever you're listening or watching to England is Burning. That is right. That is the new name. That is the new channel. That is the new podcast. That is everything. We've changed everything, like the logos and the pictures and all sorts of weird stuff. We've changed it all. New name, new everything. Welcome to the show. It is later on on Monday. We spoke to Mark with the Barmy Army to give his assessment of Manchester United's team so far, give his ratings for offense, defense, manager, unsung heroes, everything else. It was a brilliant, brilliant show. Now we're going to talk about Manchester City. And I brought back this week today, Emma with the Manchester City Women Fan Cast. Emma, thank you for coming on board today. All right. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Excellent. I hope you're well. Good. Yeah, you. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. The weather is weird here, but hey, you know, what do we expect for Atlanta <laughs> during the winter? It either rains and pours or the sun comes out. I have no idea what happens at next. Least, at least you're getting sun, Keith. Come on, we've not had any sunshine for us. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've, I'm learning as I'm doing this podcast not to complain about the weather in Atlanta <laughs> at all. But I will, you know, if you talk to me in July, I'm certainly going to complain when it's 129 degrees here. Um, so um, where, I, you know, my electric bill is over the roof because of air conditioning. Uh, but that's beside the point. We're not here to talk about the weather, are we? Uh, so it is the international break. And I think it is time, y'all, that we take inventory. We're taking inventory of all the top four teams in the FAWSL at this point to get the uh, contributors' takes on how they're doing with this break and how they're doing, going to look at moving forward. So, Emma, I'm going to start talking about what your ratings are. I don't, we don't do player ratings here. I'm, I hope we never do that. That that'll take forever uh, to go through every player and give a rating. But but I do want to get your rating from one to ten on where City is at now in three different categories. I'm going to start with offense, then go to defense, and then I'm going to talk about Garrett Taylor, the manager. Uh, and this is just your assessment from one to ten. You know, ten of course being like perfectly superb. You know, six being average. So, how would you rate on a scale of one to ten Manchester City's offense right now? Right now, um, I'd say seven, seven point five. I think really now seven point five. Seven point five. I, I, th- I, ju- I just think. We are, if you, if you're comparing us to start of the season to now, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's been some massive improvements in, in our style of play, our creativity, the finishing. It's really starting to come to the forefront of each of our games now. Um, I just think we can possibly be a little bit more clinical. I think there's always more room for improvement there and taking your opportunities when they come along. And I think we've had... You know, we've had success, which has been fantastic. You know, the games that we've played over the, the last mm-hmm. couple of months, especially, you know, December through to probably right about now where we're at um, before heading into the international break. Um, I think we've seen a great improvement, but I still think there's room for improvement there. Where? Besides the clinical finishing, <laughs> where would you say where would you say they need to improve? I just think the opportunity, the opportunities that we do get Okay. Is you know yeah we are having success with that, but just finding a more clinical edge, just asking a little bit more of the players, okay. and not to be so wasteful. Sometimes I think sometimes there might be a better option. 
-hmm. and it's just thinking more about that and uh, getting the right end product. Now, from an objective standpoint, you know me, I'm going to go with the objective standpoint first, usually. Now, I mean, Manchester City is second in the WSL in shot creating actions for 90 minutes. Now, of course, Chelsea's number one. Huh? There's room for improvement because we're not on board. Okay, that, that, <laughs> no, that's a point. That, that's a very clear point. They are third in the WSL in, in goal-creating actions, meaning that, yeah, that kind of brings to your point that, you know, the second in the league in creating shots, but then third in the league in goal-creating activities behind both Chelsea and Arsenal. And then when it comes to clinical finishing – Manchester City is second behind Arsenal. <laughs> so I guess that's where your room for improvement is, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we've seen with Arsenal that they had um, a lot of high score lines. I think a lot of that has obviously come from from them sort of high scoring games for, for Arsenal earlier in the season. And, you know, I think they've, you know, just stepped off the momentum a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, struggling to find uh, find themselves as a team, really, I think, in, in recent games. But, um, yeah, for City, I, I think, you know, earlier in the season as well, you know, there was some big high-scoring games, Arsenal-Chelsea, both teams were getting high-scoring games, and it almost seemed a big ask to kind of, of the team to kind of think about, you know, scoring the goals and, and bridging that goal difference, you know, between the sides if it was to come mm-hmm. down to it. And we're, we're really up there now. I think we're only a, like a goal behind, uh, if I'm right. So, yeah, I, I think we're certainly finding that creativity. We're finding that clinical finishing. Uh, but it's just come a little bit later in the season for City, whereas other teams like Arsenal and, and Chelsea hit the ground running at the start. So Emma is absolutely right. <laughs> so Emma, you're absolutely right. You, really? Yes, yeah, City is, is yeah, City is <laughs> right. So Chelsea's put in 47 goals and City's put in 46. Okay. But Chelsea's played one more a match. Yeah, that's right. True. So there you get taking that into account. Um, so yeah, Chelsea is 47, Manchester City's got 46, Arsenal's got 40. So there's a big, you know, and then the next team down is Manchester United at 32. So that's a huge, you know, gap between one and two and four, you know, one, two, three, and four in terms of that's concerned. Um, but yeah, it, always room for improvement and, and, you know, you know, and it, City seems to be able to put goals in on anybody. I mean, yeah, they're not going to put in seven every match or six or four, but they're able to score on pretty much anybody. Um, now, meanwhile, as you mentioned, Arsenal, they've really struggled recently. You know, I, I mentioned in a previous podcast about Arsenal last week where I said, you know, look, in last three matches, they played against Reading, City and, and, and Chelsea, and they've gotten they got two goals in three games and had, you know, they had chances against Reading. They couldn't put them away. They had, didn't get any chances hardly at all against City or Chelsea, and the results were, you know, the same, and they were very reliant on Minima, and the defenses basically just, you know, took her out, of the, took her out, you know, didn't allow her the ball, um, because she's just extremely dangerous with it, so you know, Arsenal struggled. Meanwhile, as you said, City's been improving significantly on offense, um, you know, and it just kind of keeps going. But yeah, it, when it comes down to 
finishing, that's probably maybe the one, the one weakness. So let's flip the scale. Let's look at the defense. What rating would you give Manchester City's defense right now? I find defense really hard to kind of gauge as well at the moment because obviously we, we've been interchanging really. It's one position where we've seen a lot of, you know, players coming in out, out of positions um, mm-hmm. and using that depth in the squad. Um, I think our most consistent player in defence has been Steph Horton, the captain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, she's the one player, you know, always sort of first name on the team. She, you know, mm-hmm. guaranteed to, you know, get everything out of Steph. You know, she's a, a player that, you know, wants to play every game and, uh, you know, she's consistent as well. And she's, I think she's played really well alongside uh, Dal Kemper in the last few games. You know, obviously, Abby's gone straight into the starting eleven, um, and that just shows her professionalism. Uh, you know, as one of the best in the women's league as well uh, in the women's game, shows her uh, how she's able to adapt as a player, playing alongside different players every so often. So, um, I think we've managed to to really be quite consistent in defence. Uh, but again, I think it's something that's come as the season's gone on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're comparing it to last season, yes, we've, um, co- you know, conceded goals. Um, yes, there's been mistakes. Uh, but, you know, this league has become more competitive. Um, you know, we've been pressured with, you know, uh, set pieces. You know, teams have been able to capitalise on some of the mistakes that we've made, some bad decisions. But, Overall, I, I, again, I, I see that we're a fairly consistent side in the back line and, you know, whoever's in it, I, I, I don't ever feel, you know, whether it's if they're relying upon, you know, Esme Morgan, one of our youngest players, you know, mm-hmm. I still fairly feel, always feel fairly confident that, you know, we're going to have a, a really strong lineup at the back. So City has, you know, only given up 11 goals. Uh, now that's second again second in the in the league and in goals conceded but again in 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 one in one last match uh but they've given up only 11 goals uh so far they are top in the league in stopping shot creating actions Mm -hmm. uh and then second in the league in stopping the uh stopping goal creating actions uh so what rating would you give them you gave the offense a 7.5 what rating would you give the defense um, I'm going to say eight purely because as well, I think, you know, when we're playing out from the back as well, you know, I think Ellie Roebuck has been fantastic this season. I think mm-hmm. for a goalkeeper, I think it was announced in, in the week, one of the statistics where she had got one of the highest pass completion rates mm-hmm. defensively, uh, yes. was it 92%, something like that. Mm-hmm. And for a goalkeeper, I think that's unheard of. I think that's pretty incredible, you know. Um, so again, that just shows the kind of player she is in, in terms of, you know, she she's acts like an outfield player rather than a goal, goalkeeper sometimes. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, we have got one of the strongest defences in the league, but like with everything, there's always, you know, room for improvement. Um, but I think bearing in mind that we've had a lot of players coming in coming in and out of that back line, I think we've done really, really well this season. And it's in a, 
and it really appears that way. And it seems to be, as you pointed out with the offense, it seems to be getting better as time has gone on. It's like, instead of maybe peaking early on in the season, now it's now at this point where cities really begin to start rolling forward, uh, which is a, which is a really good time and hopefully will continue um, for them. One person you didn't mention was Lucy Bronze. So tell us a little bit more about her and how you feel like she's been doing. Yeah, I think, I think this is a, a really progressive player. I think we spoke about that last time we spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she had one of it for me. She had last, um, the last game against United. It was, she played one of her best games uh, since returning to the city squad uh, in the summer. So yeah, I, I think, as a team, I think we're all starting to gel. Um, that cohesiveness is really starting to show throughout the squad. Lucy Bronze plays a, a massive, important part in that. You know, like I said, again, she's a progressive player. She is, you know, forward thinking. She wants to get the ball up um, mm-hmm. and into those attacking areas. And yeah, I, I think we saw a lot of that in the United game, and and I really hope we start to see more of that um, quality that we know Lucy Bronze has got in abundance because it's fantastic to watch. It's enjoyable. And, um, you know, she's a quality player, well-respected for all the right reasons. And um, the fact that she's back in a City shirt and bringing that to the squad week in, week out is fantastic to see. And long may it continue. Cool, cool. Now, let's talk about about Gareth Taylor, manager, first year with the women's side. Now, as we've spoken about before, Gareth is is a part of the Manchester City system. He was a youth coach. I think his last posting was with the U, uh, U18 boys uh, side, um, who done very well in, in, on that side. And he comes in first year with the women's team. Give a rating of you how you think Gareth Taylor has done in his first part or most of his first year so far? I think he'd be happy. I'm happy. Um, <laughs> you know, we've, we've, won a, we've won a FA Cup trophy. Um, yeah. You know, incredible, you know, for him, you know, as a, as a manager coming into the squad, um, you know, going to Wembley um, and having trophy success within a matter of months. Uh, I think his first game was actually at Wembley for the uh, Community Shield. So mm-hmm. yes, it was <laughs> two, two occasions uh, mm-hmm. at Wembley. Um, yeah, I think obviously there were a few questions asked um, mm-hmm. about him coming into the role, what he could bring to it, um, experience-wise. I think maybe we were looking for somebody that had got a little bit more to to back it up. But I think mm-hmm. he's really showing that you know he has brought um a wealth of experience to the squad and and a and a different sort of i don't know an optimism i suppose (laughs) (laughs) a belief right Um, right. i think it was needed um you know sometimes fresh ideas is is you know a positive way forward and as much as you know nick is you know the legacy that he's left behind and uh, you know as much as we were you know, sad to see him go. I think you could probably say that, you know, sometimes you need that, you know, mm-hmm. freshness to come into the squad and just to lift the players. And I think, you know, we've made some really good appointments, some strong appointments and all right, it's took a bit of time. And yes, the mm-hmm. questions are being asked, but I think he's really starting to show now that 
potentially could go on and and have real success with this team if we continue on the the way that we're moving which is up the progression is fantastic and the play is brilliant um the style of play you know we're still uh, very much playing the same way but mm-hmm. it's almost um a more positive play that we're seeing mm. um okay. tidier uh, more fluid football and mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I'm really happy um, with what he's done with the team so far. And I think we're re- really starting to see the fruition of the work that he's doing with the team. What's your rating? As a manager? Mm-hmm. Uh, where we're at now, I'm going to say a seven again. Okay. okay. I And I think the key, there, there are a couple of key things about about Gareth is one he had huge shoes to fill coming on board I mean I mean really huge shoes to fill um given the legacy that the previous manager had going in so I think that that's one thing um you know it's not easy to jump into that kind of situation uh and then all of a sudden you're playing at Wembley your first match uh, you know as manager uh you know of this of the side um so there's that. But I think one of the key things that you mentioned, I think, is is critical in my thinking is the progression. You know, it's like from the beginning, it's like, OK, it's that sort of getting to know you, period. And, and you know, fill in the big shoes. And, you know, this is all new for everybody. People yeah. getting to know him. He's getting to know the players. I mean, all of that having having to play itself yeah. out during a season uh, is not easy for anybody. Um, but then you've seen, as you've very well mentioned, you've seen the progression, you've seen the movement forward, you've seen the play beginning to be, as you said, more fluid, more structured, um, more open, you know, um, and all those things have started to come together and things have been slowly, as you said, since December, been slowly piecing together. And yeah, there've been, of course, as with any season, there are moments where things are not going so well or little hiccups in the road. Uh, and things like that. But, you know, City have improved since the beginning of the season. Um, they played out every match. You know, it's not like they've gone in, like even the, the unfortunate situation where Chelsea, they play Chelsea in the, the Conti Cup quarters, you know, and ended up losing an extra time. That You know, they showed up for that match they, and they played probably the best match of the season, even though it was a loss. Um, some might argue that point. But the point is, is that, um, they've been up for every match for the last th- three months um, and gotten better as, as time goes on. I think that's all you can ask for um, as far as for a first time, first year manager in this position. Uh, I think it takes a year to learn the role and it's going to take three to five to become great, um, you know, at the role. So he's off to a good start. My rating for him would be more like a, would be more like a seven, 7.5. Um, you, you know, in my book, my rating for the defense, I'd say more of eight, eight point five. Um, I think you're giving, you're not giving the, your offense enough credit, to be honest, Richie. Yeah, but, but it's hard <laughs> though because you know, week in, week out, you know, we're getting results. And, yes, absolutely, yeah. And you know, I've seen this team like, you know, at, at really high levels, you know, great success. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel that we're working towards that again. Do you know okay. what I mean? Still, gotcha. You know, they're on a trajectory at the moment. Um, 
you're talking about Gareth, I think the transition that he's made from, you know, the unders to the women's game, you know, I think there was a lot of pressure on him because so many people right at the start of his tenure were asking if he's the right man for the job. Mm-hmm. And he's just turning around and saying, look, I'm here, I'm getting the results. Um, you know, I've won a trophy with this team already. Um, and the style of play, the football that we're playing is is good tactical football and he is a tactical manager and I think he does offer so much more to the to this city squad going forward and I think that's exciting and being a player as well uh an ex-player sorry should I say he offers an almost different sort of um wealth of experience that we can draw upon uh, because he understands it from from both sides Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, interestingly enough, Garrett Taylor, you know, did play for Manchester City um, for a short period of time, but he was involved in the the now famous 1999 second division playoff that got City, you know, promoted back into at least the, you know, the uh, what, what is now the championship uh, back in 1999. Uh, now, what, what I want you all to do out there is go Google 1999 Gillingham versus Manchester City uh playoff and i want you also to see the kits that city was wearing for that match now you're (laughs) used to the blue the sky blue city watch that and you tell me what you think of those kits that you got those are classics i mean absolute classic um you know those those kits i actually have i'm i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna raise my hand i have a i have a replica 1999 manchester city kit at my house because (laughs) i love the color combination all right (laughs) so all right uh moving on moving on so let's talk about your talking about some of the players more individually who would you say right now the season uh, god forbid season or end of day who is your player of the year there are uh, a, lot of, a lot of good choices, but who's uh, your player of the year so far? I've just got to say Chloe Kelly. Okay, I, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, I, I, think I, agree. I think it's hard uh, not to overlook her, uh, given the contributions that she's made. You know, she's playing her first, city, her first season for City, um, and usually it can take a little bit longer for a player to bed in and find their feet and find their role within the team. Uh, but she plays as if she'd been playing with us for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's so That's confident. Um, and, you know, she offers us so much. Um, fantastic player. Uh, so young as well. With still probably so much more to learn as well. Um, she's going to be an incredible player in the future. Um, and you just know she's going to be hitting even bigger levels in years to come. Uh, and I think that's really exciting. Um you know, assists, creativity, goal scoring opportunities, goals. <laughs> she just added uh, so much to the squad and elevated it uh, for me. So, yeah, for me, if it was to end tomorrow, Chloe Kelly without doubt. Chloe is second in the, on the team in goals with six and first in the team in assist with eight. Uh, so playing, you know, she'll score, she'll set up, you know, set up play. So yeah, she would definitely be it uh, for me. Any unsung heroes, like any folks on the squad that maybe the casual fan may not have heard about before that is really, but that player really is a key for how City operates? Um, I would say Kira Walsh. Mm-hmm. Um 
again, one player for me, I always forget. I think, again, I've said this to you before, but uh, she, she's a player that plays beyond her years. Um, she's so experienced. Um, she looks like she's been playing for, <laughs> for yonks. Um, unbelievable talent. Um, so intelligent. Um, and yeah, she, she's, she's played in that central defensive sort of position. But again, she's been one player that's always on the team. She she rarely misses a game. Um, it's you always kind of know you're you'll always get like a hundred percent out of Kara Walsh. You know, it's not often she has a bad game. Um, she's again a consistent player. She's a key player. She's really vital in in City's play, especially from where we see you know City playing out from the back. Or um, you know, she's she's a midfield like maestro. <laughs> you know, she works the ball so well, and mm-hmm. um, she's she's really skillful. She's very skillful, and um, you know, she doesn't she doesn't offer much in terms of goals, but she mm-hmm. offers so much in so many different ways. Um, and for me, if I was the manager, she'd definitely be one of the first names for me on a starting eleven. Excellent. Excellent. So City, Manchester City has goals. Uh, and when I mean, I'm talking about goals in the ball and the net, I'm talking about goals for objectives, for you know, lifting trophies, winning titles, uh, you know, playing for the cups, all of those types of things. Who on the squad do you think needs to step up, play better, get on form, in order for City to meet the goals and objectives they have set out for it? It's really hard, that one, because I think, I still think every player's got a role to play. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, obviously, it's it's a long season and there's so much to play for now. Uh, we've obviously the Champions League coming back. Um, obviously, we still don't know what's going to happen with the, the FA Cup. But uh, potentially, you know, we're going to have a real um, tight schedule, you know, coming mm-hmm. up. We've got some postponement games that are obviously going to be played. The first one uh, being against Birmingham. So, yeah, I think everyone's got a role to play. Um, but in terms of contributions out on the pitch, uh, one player I'd sort of be asking a little bit more of is uh, Georgia Stanley. And I think... That might surprise a lot of people. Um, it, it would. It surprises me. <laughs> yeah. But the only reason I say it is because I've kind of found that she's been a bit wasteful. Mm. Um, okay. But again, she contributes. It's not like a a negative thing because I, I don't want it to be. It's just, I think sometimes there's a better option. Like I think she could... She could do more with the ball. I think she could maybe go a little bit further instead of shooting from range. When it comes off, it's amazing because everyone will go, oh, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. goal, centric goal of the season. or And we've seen her do it. Um, but for me, those opportunities really haven't all been coming off that much for her this season. I just think she needs to put a little bit more in to get a bit more of return um, just in the end product. I think everything else she's doing... Um, you know, in the build-up play, um, you know, she's well involved. She's she's got a real hard work rate. Um, you know, she likes to get stuck in, and 
and that's brilliant i love that about her but it's just that that final ball it, that's mm -hmm. all it is literally the finish it just needs to just be a little bit better and it it isn't it's just not the best we've seen of her i think it, mm -hmm. of of georgia this season for whatever reason um you know last year it was fantastic you know she's still in the score you know she's still up there in terms of you know goal contributions but i think it could there could be more and mm -hmm. that's all I, I want to see from her just that little bit more i think it's a I, it's a surprising choice but the way you the way you frame that out and made that case i think that it i think that makes a strong case there um uh, moving forward because there's always room for improvement and, and um, you know, it, it, someone needs to be more, more clinical or, or, you know, more focused, uh, how, whatever it may be. Um, there's, there's always one player or two players that might fall into that category. So I think it's a good choice. Now I'm really going to put you on the hot seat. Who, who would you have said? Let me think. Hmm. It's tough, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, it is tough, but I, I, you know, I, I'm going to surprise you because I have not been, I haven't been totally. I think Steph Haunton can do better. Yeah, I think she can do better. I've seen her be on and off, you know, and and yeah, I mean, she's the, she's the first one on the, as you said, the first one on the team sheet, but when I've watched her. I've seen her put in some really great performances, put in some really great plays. And I think, but then I've seen her turn around and make some, some errors that I just didn't really expect from her to make. And so I think when, you know, if there's, she's almost at time, I know there's been chopping and changing of the back line. And I think maybe that's part of it too, um, you know, in terms of, 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 you know, having to cope with that. But I ex I've expected her to be a little bit more consistent in the, in the in the back and i think they need her to be more consistent in the back in my opinion yeah i think as well i kind of feel that she needs the support and i don't necessarily think it's down to communication because i think steph is like one of the most communicated right, <laughs> right. Pitch, you know what yeah. i mean um i just think uh it's the understanding i mm. think because we've seen so many players coming in and out of that position, it's the understanding between players. But again, it got, it kind of goes back to that versatility, versatility that Steph mm -hmm. can play and adapt to different players, um, which we've seen her do a lot of this season. But again, yeah, there has been errors and there has been, you know, um, you know, goals that could have been prevented basically. Mm -hmm. Um and the blame, unfortunately, does lie with, you know, the Steph, and that has done it a couple of times this season. And um, it, it, it is really difficult. But then I kind of, and, you know, like you said, she's, you've got a good case for her there as well. But it, it is really hard to, given the performances, to, to single out players when I feel, you know, we're using that, that depth within mm -hmm. the um and seeing players in and out of positions and even to a point asking players to to drop into positions that aren't their preferred preferred roles as well which we've seen off this season you know coming back from you know christmas and and you know the 
the sort of uh, circumstances we had heading into the new year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm ca- I, I am happy with where we are at the moment, but I do feel that we're hopefully just on the up. Um, everything feels really positive. I feel like we're in a really good place at the moment. Uh, and everything, though it has taken a l- that little bit longer, I'm kind of glad it did. Because mm-hmm. I kind of feel like if we hit the ground running at the beginning and burnt out halfway through the season, I think it would have been even more disappointing. So the fact that we've kind of built up to this moment and hopefully we can carry this momentum now for the rest of the season, it really it's really exciting. And I think it's really setting the, the WSL to be a really exciting sort of finish for this half mm-hmm. of the season. Uh, and it certainly makes it open in terms of... Um, those opposition teams as well um so yeah looking forward to see how it plays out now yeah I don't think you would really want to have that conversation particularly when you have a new manager of yeah we were great at the beginning (laughs) honeymoon period everyone in a honeymoon period manager new manager bounce I know it's the beginning of the season and then it fall begin to start breaking apart by the time February gets here and everyone's like oh why did we hire this guy and this team is actually going in the wrong direction rather than going in an upward direction. So it would, you know, um, it, it would not have been probably the best thing for the team to peak early, uh, you know, and several months ago, rather than peaking right now as we're getting to the middle end of the season with, with matches coming up. So with that being said, as it stands right now, Manchester City is second in the league. They got the proverbial game in hand, which I always believe is a myth situation uh, because, you know, everyone starts like, oh yeah, if we win the game in hand, well, you just don't guarantee. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm, if I'm correct, Birmingham is the game in hand that is coming up next yeah. uh, this coming weekend. Uh, so, but again, no assumptions, but the point where I'm trying to get to, and of course y'all know, I don't, I have trouble getting to the point. Uh Second place right now, five points back from Chelsea and also sitting in the round of 16 with, you know, with a difficult, maybe a, I don't know how difficult a a tie it is with Fornina coming up. Where do you think the city team is going to end up at the end of the year? In terms of the, the in terms of, uh, let's start with the league. Where do you think they're going to end up? Do you still, you think they're going to catch Chelsea? How is it going to look? Because it's going to be a tight race to the end. Yeah. I, I kind of, I kind of feel like if we can give redemption for the way the last season curtailed, <laughs> yeah. at the point the game kind of, yeah, yeah let's just write that off. Um, look, I, I kind of feel, um, you know, Ch- Chelsea are clearly the scene to beat this season, you know, they've been fantastic and, um yeah they they've they've kind of got the upper hand a little bit but mm-hmm. you know we've got them to play and mm-hmm. if we can win that game then it changes it changes the dynamics dynamic at the top of the table so um i believe we we're strong enough to get a result against chelsea i believe we're a better side uh than that that we faced you know earlier in the season mm-hmm. the times that we faced them so um you know, we weren't too far off <laughs> when they knocked us out the county cup. But look, um, 
we've we've got it we've got it to do i think we want to put it right and we want to get the result so you know we we did that against united and we've got another opportunity to do that against chelsea so i think it's going to be really exciting but we've got to get there first um mm -hmm. every yeah. game uh, sort of you know we've got to concentrate on what we can do and just do what we know we can and um take it in a game by game sort of basis and and see where we're at you know, when we come to face Chelsea. I believe we can win it, though. You know, mm -hmm. I, I believe we've got the strength um, and the belief that we can um, win it this season. I never doubt the team, you know, season upon season. I always feel that, you know, we're in it and we can we can go on and win it. Um, it's been a while, <laughs> so it's overdue, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I believe that we can win it, and um, I, be, I believed it at the beginning of the season. I'll con continue to believe that we can do it until we we math math, math that we can't do it anymore. I mean, if you look at the folks at 538.com, I mean, they give Chelsea a rather significant probability to, to win. However, we do have the match between City and Chelsea to deal with. Uh, and you're right, you got to get there first and be in position to um you know to do that now you know you have the proverbial game in hand coming up so you if city wins against birmingham brings it brings them you know even on the number of games played and puts that puts a two-point distance so anytime you have less than th three points separating then, then the key match then becomes when the two place each face each other later provided that everyone is still has that small gap getting to that match so in my in my book I would say City right now are, you know, a slightly better form than Chelsea is right now, but only slightly. Um, you know, so, but I do have, unfortunately, I would probably also say I have a bit of a recency bias <laughs> of how, you know, the form of City right now versus the form of Chelsea as we went into the break. Um, but it's going to be a mammoth match, though, when that, when that comes around. But City's taking care of Arsenal they took care of United. So, you know, check those boxes. Gareth is coming to his own as a manager. I think there are a lot of lessons learned from the Chelsea match for him and for the, the current squad, the way it's set up right now. So I think, um, I think they're going to be, if, if all goes well, knock on wood, whatever it is, barring injuries and other weird stuff that could possibly happen. We know how that is. Um, you know, it, it's, you know, I think it's an even match uh, coming in, coming into it. Uh, I know in talking with Chelsea people, they're concerned about that match. They, they, their feeling is if we win, if all we need, their feeling is the people from about Chelsea I've talked to, they're like, we're going to win the league, but we have to beat City. <laughs> we have to beat them, you know, because, it's a it, you know, we have to beat them in order to, you know, because, um, they, they're looking at, there's no other team that they feel like they can stand in their way. And City's the only team they feel like they that will stand in their way of winning a, a second straight. Yeah, Chelsea won't like it either because we're playing at home. Right, and, and that's the other concern they have. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> really, really glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Earlier in the season, we struggle at Kings Meadow. You know, yeah. it's a tough place to play. And, um, yeah. you know, home advantage for us, I think, will will be a massive factor in this game. Uh, it would be massive for Chelsea and it would be massive for City because we need mm -hmm. to draw on 
hopefully a, a, a really strong home advantage that we can continue uh, moving forward with this, you know, with the league. So, so we can carry that on. Um, but like I said, it, it kind of still feels like a really long way in the, in the future now. Yeah, it does. And right. I, I don't want to um, really say that the league will be decided on that very game uh, because there's still so much to play. And, you know, as we've seen, you know, we've got to face Reading, you know, Reading took points off, you know, other teams uh, in and around the top of the table. So, you know, you've got to be mindful. Every opposition is, you know, you can't underestimate anyone in this league. You know, we've seen, you know, Brighton, uh, you know, performing really well, uh, performing really well, and taking points off oppositions. You know, Arsenal could well find um, a pick up some momentum. I'm sure they will do at some point. Um, you know, when they get you know the squad back together and one thing and another. I don't know really what's going on with them, but you know, expect that Arsenal will uh, Arsenal will surely pick up some momentum, and um, you know, still some really big teams left to play. So. Yeah, I, I think sort of April's like too far down the line for us now to be thinking that far ahead. But um, it is really exciting. And I think this has definitely been one of the best and better uh, WSL seasons that we've had. And um, it's it's great that like people like yourselves, Keith, have been you know engaging with it and, and enjoying it as well. Because I think that just shows how how much the league is growing and and how big the um you know the broadcast is getting um and the interest is growing so it just shows that it's moving in the right direction and as it continues to do so it just becomes more competitive and hopefully we'll see more of that investment go back into the league and make it even better I mean, one of the questions I had from Mark, uh, you know, and talking about United squad is that unfortunately given the way Manchester United is runs and operates, um, they have a tendency not to back up their managers, uh, you know, when it comes time to, in order to make for them to, to make the next step. Um, and I think there, I say it, I'm talking to someone who's, you know, obviously supporting city, <laughs> the right, the inner intercity rival, but I think United coming into the WSL has been very huge for the league being can alt but also on top of it being highly competitive in the league you know challenging top two or three uh you know in the in the league and so forth and i asked mark i said do you think that the board's gonna continue to invest in this women's side you know and he you know he said yes he thought he he thought they would um you know now i one could call for cynical reasons why they would (laughs) <laughs> um, potentially it's like well you know they see it as a marketing opportunity they see it something they can grow bigger and things like that we know that city is going to continue to to throw in resources we know chelsea is going to continue to throw in resources historically they have arsenal has question marks in terms of, of what they're what they're going to do um but you have you know you have you know dare we say the top four who are I think only going to get, you know, only going to get stronger, but pointing out teams like Everton, Reading, Tottenham, you know, uh, as three other, you know, sort of mid table sides that, you know, can bite people. And we've seen it how we saw Brighton do it. As you mentioned, Reading is a tough out, you know, as, as they would say here, 
um, you know, or anywhere is like, they're tough. They're it's really experienced, tough team to play. No one really wants to play them, you know, because it's like, they're going to be in for a tough match. You may be able to get three out of it, but you could lose and you could, you can end up in a draw and you end up dropping points. And in a race this tight, it can be incredibly critical, um, you know, in the end. So, um, as we, as we begin to wrap things up, what about the champions league? Um, city's drawn against Fiorentina team in Italy. Um, I don't know if you know much about them. I know nothing about Fiorentina, <laughs> um, you know, at all. No, Italian. <laughs> yeah, I know they're an Italian team. I, I know that. Um, I'm not even sure that the best team in Italy, I have no idea. I can probably, they're, very good, they're a very good team to be honest. And, um, I think we were just happy to avoid Atletico Madrid at that point. Yeah, Chelsea got them. Yeah. They're so thrilled. I know. I know. <laughs> a little part of me inside just sort of like did a little bit of a happy dance when it, they got Atletico right. Madrid. But um, I think we were just pleased that it wasn't Atletico, to be honest. But look, if we'd have got them and have expected City to, to go out and and put everything that's happened in the past behind us and just to focus on it, the, you know, the here and now. And that's what we've got to do. You know, they're mm-hmm. two different sides from last season, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we've drawn uh, Florentine, um, God, Florentine. Florentina. Florentina. It's gone from my mind, sorry, because we are talking about uh, Atletico. And um, they are a really good side. Um, they've got some really strong results. And I, I'm not too sure where they are in the terms of positioning, but I think they're in the top four, possibly, in the, um, in the, league, in the Italian league. So, yeah, um, I'm sure they're a really good side. Um, a familiar name for City in there with Tassa Madag, uh, who went over there. She was, she was at West Ham. Uh, for some time and then she she got uh, an ACL again I think and then she ended up uh, going over to Florentina so um, I think that'll be one to sort of keep for City fans to keep an eye on because obviously she was at the club for some time as well so it's always sort of great to welcome sort of an ex-player back to the club um, and you know she's a well-loved uh, player well-liked player as well so yeah, uh, I think there was a connection there. So it was nice that I think we got that draw. Fiorentina is certain, currently sitting in fourth position in Syria uh, behind Juventus, AC Milan and Swallow. Yeah, uh, I it was top four. Um, so, um, and they're, it's pretty much, um, they kind of lagged behind a little bit. A little bit. It looks like a little bit of a disappointing season, but again, I don't really know anything much about them. Uh, they're way off the pace for qualifying. They're way off the pace this year for qualifying for the WSL. For next year, Milan and Juventus are are way, you know, way ahead of them. Uh, but yeah, but they're still, you know, solid top four side um, in, in Italy. So, so do you think, uh, I mean, are you looking at, do you think they can make it to the final, make it to the semifinal quarterfinals? What do you think? Yeah. I'll always believe that I'll always, back them <laughs> <to> the <finals. laughs> I'm never not going to back them. Um, why not? You know, it's on one of the, it's an objective for city. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to go on and we want to win the champions league. It's, um, it's a massive club ambition. It's, you know, it's what the fans want. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I always believe we can. And, and 
you know, it would be just nice if we could have a nice run to get there because we tend to just <laughs> we tend to just get to like the semi and meet Leon and then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but look, I think we're um, you know, we've we've never been too far. We, you know, we've always been in touch and distance of Leon. Um they're not I don't want to say that they're not as formidable as they used to be, but, um, you know, I, I think City are a very strong squad and look, having Lucy Bronze and Alex Greenwood will help in terms of <laughs> getting yes. some inside info into how Leon sort of works. So yeah, it will be interesting and I'd love to do it just for, for, you know, uh, Bronson and Greenwood, you know, I'd love to see it happen, you know, mm-hmm. for them to obviously move on um, from Leon um, and come to City and to have that trophy success, I think would just be amazing. Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to. Emma, thank you so much for your time. Wonderful, brilliant insights again um, and so forth. So we look forward to talking to you after the match against Birmingham. Um, yeah, no, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Great. So everyone, we are closing out this Monday. It has been a very busy several days. Tomorrow, we will have Josh Bunting back, uh, who is focused on the Arsenal side, and he will give us his ratings. I'm sure they will be interesting, and his predictions of the Gunners moving forward. So for Monday, we are going to close it out at, as, at England is Burning. So remember, everyone, the light is out there. Acknowledge it. Know that it's there. Let it hug you but also acknowledge that the darkness is out there and please do not let the darkness hug you for any particular reason. However, if it does, please reach out, get support, help yourself, help each other, take care of yourself, take care of each other. England is burning is out for this Monday. We'll see you tomorrow.